Welcome, welcome. It's a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and I am back. I'm back with episode four, and today we have a special guest. But first, I'm going to start off with a clip. Doesn't vulnerability open the door to having greater intimacy? I think it's the only door. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think it's the only yeah, door. There is no intimacy where there isn't no. vulnerability. Think about this. We wake up in the morning, we armor up, we go out into the world with this, hey, take no prisoners, you're not going to see me, you're not going to hurt me. We come home and we don't take that armor off. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden, you know, when you talk about sex or intimacy, you get in bed and all of a sudden, you know, it's like two people in big honking armor outfits. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and it's, it yeah, doesn't yeah. work. I think that that being open is what allows you the confidence to know that everybody else has also felt the same thing. That that's there's the no emotion that you can have that somebody else hasn't had. Ever. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And that is what carried me through, you know, thousands of interviews. I know that whatever I'm feeling, there's at least 10 other people who are feeling the same thing. Which is vulnerability yes. and courage. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was Brene Brown uh, on Super Soul Sunday with Oprah Winfrey. And this episode, we're going to be talking about intimacy. And that clip, along with a quote that uh, Brene Brown, I heard her say uh, in that episode, uh, really brought me to wanting to have this, this discussion, this episode. And that exact quote that she said was, Vulnerability opens the door for greater intimacy. And when I first heard that quote, it it touched me in a way that, uh, because at the time I was just started going back to therapy, and I have a, a female therapist, a black female therapist, and her focus has been on getting me to identify my feelings, uh, identify my feelings, um, manage those feelings, well, identify, process, and manage those feelings. And I just didn't realize that I don't know <laughs> what I'm feeling. I never, I never knew what I was feeling. The only feeling that or emotion that I had was anger. And I've talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago about the two lists that she gave me and uh, the two lists were one was unpleasant feelings and the other was pleasant feelings. And I carry those two lists around with me to help me identify my feelings and, uh, you know, try to process those feelings because uh, we come across a lot of situations in our day-to-day lives that bring up so many type of feelings and emotions. And as a as a man, particularly a black male, we just don't know what we're feeling. So our guest tonight is a, is a special guest and an expert, and I'll allow her to introduce herself. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. My name is Courtney Hall. I am an MSW, and I'm also a sex therapist and intimacy coach. Um, I've been working with couples and individuals for, wow, uh, about 15 years, and... Um, I have a practice where I help couples and individuals learn techniques 
practices and principles from Chinese Tao, Kama Sutra, and Tantra. So I'm glad to be here. Wow, yeah, I'm I'm very excited as well. I'm very I'm just very excited for this conversation because. Uh, just personally, I feel like uh, this can add more to what I'm already going through in therapy, and mm-hmm. um, even in my my spiritual my spiritual journey, and mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I've read about uh, sex and intimacy and how it can help with manifestation and things as, such as that. And I just want to get more. I guess. I want to say the word I want to use is connected to that. I want to feel more. Uh, I want to feel more connected to that 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 side of. I guess I can say that side of me. Yes. Because uh, we were speaking earlier before we started recording, and you said, um, you know, everything starts with self. You know, um, as as I've speak spoke about before, uh, you know, it's difficult to love someone if you can't love yourself. You know, self love is the first love and best love and and how important self-care is for us as individuals is a very personal thing so um i know one of the things that i put on the outline was about uh is there a such thing as self-intimacy so you know do you want to speak about that okay so basically what we're sorry um intimacy in and of itself is just connection it's a bond So when we talk about intimacy um, around the self, if you will, you can kind of say that that's kind of Mm self-awareness, right? Being present, understanding or acknowledging the feelings that you are having while you are feeling them. So when we talk about intimacy, in a relationship or intimacy in a sexual experience or intimacy with a partner and knowing yourself first by knowing who you are it allows you the ability to connect better with others right so saying that to say you know again starting with yourself identifying like what you do pleasant versus unpleasant feelings Mm -hmm. that is helping you get better grasp on who you are as a man and that translates into your ability to better connect with someone because you're not worried about what this person is thinking of you or all these other things clouding right, and making right. it difficult yeah, for you to sense. just make a connection with someone. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't have to be this earth-shattering thing, even though it can be. Mm-hmm. It's just about being present. Right. Yeah, and that, that makes total sense because um, I can go back to plenty of times when I was deep into my depression and anxiety and I was in a relationship and how uh, I spoke to my therapist about this where we spoke about this as far as me uh, having a a self-destructive mindset in those relationships because of the insecurities and things that I was having. I wasn't being present. You know, I was always worried about what the person was thinking about me at the moment or if I'm not doing this right or, you know, just all over, my mind is just all over the place and stuff. And, and that's, that's one thing that, um, I'm still working through, you know, I've gotten better with it, but that's something that that's been, I've, it's a habit that I built from Mm -hmm. so many years because of my depression and stuff. So I'm in that process of of unlearning those things. It is a process. And, you know, there are, when, when we go through things, we create, you know, uh, challenges for ourselves mm-hmm. 
in the face of trying to protect ourselves. Right. All of those things that you were doing at that time was to protect yourself right. and yourself in this form, meaning, you know, the ego, mm -hmm. right? Protecting what if they think this negative thing about me, if I respond naturally and emotionally as a human being, am I going to be devalued in some way? Right, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was telling Courtney, uh, while we was having our discussion that she was she reminds me a lot of my therapist <laughs> so it's funny listening to the things that she's saying because it's just taking me to a place of me sitting in that room that i go <laughs> well to. i hope it's making you comfortable uh, as well. yeah definitely <laughs> so um what keeps men from intimacy well there are a lot of things um one is male burden of performance mm -hmm. So when we talk about intimacy within the sexual context, there are so many things that men have to bring to the table, not only mentally, but emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is the burden of performance. <laughs> there is something that I have to do in this experience that's going to signify that I have satisfied her, or more importantly and overarching, that I am a true and authentic man. Because for a lot of men, a lot of their masculinity lies within their ability to be a good lover. Right. And this has not changed. If you listen to music, it'll, and it doesn't matter if it's from now or from 50, 60 years ago, it's the same thing. There's this idea, and especially for black men, because if we really, if we really go deep, black men and their sexuality has been a distorted and a hard thing throughout our whole existence, especially here in this country, mm -hmm. considering the things that we went through through slavery and the things that we continue to go through with the breaking up of families and all, right. all of these things in the 80s to get public assistance and those kinds of things. So again, using your sexuality as a tool to hurt you, there's so many different things wrapped up in a black man and in his sexuality and his ability to be intimate. So on top of the male burden of performance, then you have outside stressors. And a lot of these outside stressors directly attack your masculinity. Mm -hmm. And you carry that. As a black man, you walk through a world where people are literally trying to kill you right. every day. And then to have to come home or go to your partner and then perform on top of all that. Not to mention the physiological, okay? Because we have to get excited aroused right. we have to get a hard penis then mm -hmm. we have to make sure that penis stays hard for right. some amount of time that we have created or let society create right. yeah. you know i need to be able to go for an hour and then what ends up happening right so you're you're having sex and you're doing all this but you're not connecting to your partner because you're mm -hmm. so focused on not you right. know coming too quickly whatever that means right and really coming too quickly just means before you wanted to right so with you saying all of that, where where does the connection or the the misconnection get lost in that whole process of why how why is it so difficult for us as men to have a have any type of connection beyond physical? Well, it depends on what you think connection means. Right. You know, we all have the ability to connect. You know, again, we have to think of connection of just being present. Mm -hmm. So when you go on an, a flight somewhere and you sit next to someone and you all have a conversation, that's a connection. Yeah. It may not extend beyond that flight, but you were present in that moment. You were having a conversation with this person and you exchanged information, you exchanged energies. 
I know that you're a spiritual person. Um, So, you know, I'm going to say things like spiritual and energies Mm -hmm. and and not in a religious way, but in a in a a human way. We all are energetic beings. We all have things going through us all the time. Mm -hmm. So when you look at someone, when you focus on the moment that you're in, then you make these connections. So going back to to what you asked, which was like what keeps men from connecting and only focusing on the physical. And that goes back to what have you been taught about connection and what have you been taught about what sex is supposed to be? Because plenty of men have disconnected sex. The only thing that you're connecting is your genitals. And even in that connection, what are you bringing to the experience? Are you bringing anger to the experience? Are you, you know, is your penis hungry and aggressive? Mm. Or is your penis loving? Is your penis healing? All of those kinds of things, again, start with yourself. You can't heal. You can't be present if you're constantly focusing and working through these other things. Right. So I'm assuming I'm assuming that, uh, you know, like in the today's society, how social media is when you have the quote unquote Instagram models and stuff Mm -hmm. that that plays a part in affecting how guys deal have intimacy in their relationships right you know it's funny that you phrase it that way Mm -hmm. because there's again that's a very complex thing right when a man looks at an instagram model and i'm not a man Mm -hmm. but when a man looks at an instagram model is he thinking i have a chance to have sex with this person or i just like what i'm looking at okay that has nothing to do with intimacy. You mm-hmm. don't even know this person. Right. This person is never going to meet you. Are you sliding into this person's DM? That's something else. But if you're just looking, we have to think about what are you thinking and what are you feeling when you're looking at these things? Yeah, because the only reason I bring that up because mm-hmm. and because <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's tons of uh, male group chats around the world that <laughs> share... <laughs> You know, share the Instagram okay. models. So that's why I asked that because um, not to, you know, not to tell on my group chat, but, you know, this this is what happens. You know, you have the group chat and okay. we pass along these Instagram models and things like that. And we talking about sex. Okay. And how is you how, is that taking away from uh, the potential connection that we could have with our significant other? So you have to know what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And what you all are doing is fantasizing. Okay. There's nothing wrong with fantasy. Mm -hmm. Fantasy is healthy. People should fantasize. Fantasize is the thought of doing something but not actually doing it. So if you are grounded in knowing that this is a fantasy, people make up stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear women talking about they would love to be with Denzel or whomever. So that... You, ha- you have to think about, is the interaction healthy? Where is the interaction coming from? If you all are passing these photos around, and when I say you all, I don't mean you specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but if men are having these types of discussions around the sex and around having sex with this woman or the things that you would like to do to her and all these other things, it begs the question, what is preventing you? And I know the answer, and you know the answer, but what prevents you from being able to talk about your feelings so freely? Right. Women talk about their feelings all the time and men do not give themselves the permission to do so i have a friend of mine and he and i have these wonderful conversations but he always says to me um you know i can't when i try to have these kinds of conversations with my friends they don't want to have them 
we'll be on the text and they want to talk about basketball and all of this. Yeah. And I'm trying to have a conversation <laughs> about something real, exactly. about something that's impacting me. Um, and they just don't feel comfortable talking about it. So again, we have to get to the root, which is I can't feel comfortable with my own boys because again, you don't want to be vulnerable in front of your peer group. That has everything to do with you. Right. You know, who are you choosing as your friends? What kind of men are you surrounding yourself with that if you want to talk about how you're feeling, they're going to ridicule you? Or is that something you've just created in your mind? Right. You ain't never told Reggie how you felt about nothing. So <laughs> how you know he going to call you a punk? You know. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So I just had to take a second because I forgot to do let you guys know what I'm drinking. Uh, today I am drinking... Um, I'm I'm drinking my go-to, and that's the Hennessy and Coke. Yeah, uh, this for me a drink. <laughs> I have uh, I have stuff upstairs. <laughs> I have some wine and stuff. Um, I don't have anything to smoke this episode because uh, I dropped the ball and I forgot to go get get a cigar, and I thought I had one here, and so I'm drinking Hennessy and Coke. So next episode, I'll make sure that I have a smoke suggestion. But uh, back into the conversation uh, with Courtney. Um, so what is the difference uh, between intimacy and sex? So sex is an act. Right. And intimacy is a connection. It's mm -hmm. a bond. So you can have sex without intimacy and you can okay. have intimacy without sex. Mm -hmm. You know, the body changes. So when we talk about sex, that's why we say sex and intimacy because they're okay. two separate things right. when you get older or even if you suffer an accident or something happens and your body can't perform the sex act mm -hmm. in the same way that doesn't diminish your ability to have an intimate connection with someone right. even a lover sex is in the mind you'll hear i've you know done research on um people with spinal cord injuries and there are you know, studies that show, you know, you will have erections and all these things, even if you're paralyzed okay. and you can't feel anything from the waist down. Mm -hmm. There are other things. You have other organs on your body that are stimulating ears, nipples, lips, all of these things. But in our modern culture and society, we focus everything on the genitals. Right, right. You know, so sex, sex means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. The way that we have sex in America is not the way that they have sex in Japan or any of these other places or in, you know, some places, some African countries don't believe, you know, mo a lot of people in those countries don't engage in oral sex in some countries, you know, because a, a cultural thing, whereas you turn on the radio here, everyone's talking about riding a mustache and blowing somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and I mean, I remember 20 years ago, nobody was talking about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody. And now all of like that is like the standard for any kind of musical number. If you're going to be in hip hop or whatever, like that's what you do right. um, in popular, popular hip hop, not all hip hop, of course. Right. Um, <laughs> it just seems like what's being supported is this over-sexualized image of people and all this focus on the genitals and not around all the other things that are involved in sex and the act of. Right, right, right. So, like, because most guys will think, uh, I just noticed from the guys that I've, mm -hmm. I've spoken to, like, most guys think intimacy and sex is the same thing. Uh. So... 
how how does a guy learn uh what intimacy is how 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 should he know what intimacy is like this kind of a two part thing dealing dealing with his childhood and such how okay. how is he supposed to know what that is so the easiest way to know what intimacy is is to google it <laughs> just look at what the definition is and then you'll know it's not sex right point blank period mm-hmm. intimacy isn't sex so now that you know that now we can ask another question so what's the real question that guys are trying to get to how do i have a more connected sexual experience i don't even think that they have well, a question right so <laughs> now they just don't they just don't care to know <laughs> so let me ask you that mm-hmm. why do you think men don't care to know what intimacy is because you wanted to know yeah. you have me here we're talking about it so from your experience with your guys, friends, or people that you interact mm-hmm. with, what for them says sex, yes, intimacy, no, if they know what intimacy is, or like what's the need for intimacy, or I don't have a question about, like what, what do you think that is? I think uh, a lot of times it comes down to, like we've spoken about already, uh, a lot of guys don't know what their feelings are. And two, it's just all of an ego thing. What society has told us to, you know, we got to get as many women as we, we can. Um, we got to boast about it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I don't, like, like I've already said, I've, before I started going to therapy and before I heard that quote, I just, you know, the assumption was that sex and intimacy was was pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... What I hear you saying is if you don't know what you're feeling, you can't even really question how to have feelings around something. Uh, Is that? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So then that begs the question, what purpose does sex serve for you as a man in not even, well, in a relationship? Again, relationships are just connections, right? So you have a relationship with your boys, you have a relationship with the lady in your life. You have a relationship with your children, with the cashier at the grocery store that you right, see every right. week. So relationship is just an interaction. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what do men think the purpose of sex is within relationship? I think it's just a physical thing. It's just And what's getting, the physical thing? It's just getting off. Okay, so it's an or, not even an orgasm. It's ejaculation. Yeah. Because you can have an orgasm without ejaculation. That's true. So it's about the ejaculation. That's what sex is for. Right. So why does it matter that you have a partner when you can get an ejaculation out of the palm of your hand? That's funny because on my other podcast, Unproductive and Unapologetic, we had that conversation about, you know, what what do we really need women for? Okay. If, you know... And the the sex part came up as far as, you know, we can just, you know, masturbate yeah. and then, you know, we're fine after that. Because it's always this running joke as well as, you know, uh, if you feeling like you want to contact a, a female or something, masturbate first and see if you still want to contact her afterwards. Okay. You know, so it's just kind of a, like a physical thing. It's just getting off. Okay. So getting off and involving another person Mm -hmm. now involves so much more than just the getting off. As you know, you can't just have sex with a woman and that just be it. Mm -hmm. So when you masturbate, 
you can do your thing and you don't have to worry about lying to anyone. You don't have to worry about yeah. satisfying anybody. You don't have to worry about maintaining anything. When you involve this other person, now you got to involve all of these things. So it begs the question, what's, is it worth involving this person just for the, for the nut? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. How you view sex, going right in here, um, is in direct correlation to how you see yourself and what you think sex is for. You know, think about it this way. Who teaches you how to have sex? Yeah. Your mom or dad isn't sitting you down teaching you how to please someone sexually. You're learning from porn, lies your friends told you, and figuring it out. And as a woman, sex happens to us True. more often than not. True. You know, I had a conversation with someone and I said, do you talk to your partners about what they like before you have sex with them? And he said, no. He said, if you ask a woman what she likes, she's going to assume something is wrong with you because you should know. And I said, what's interesting about that is, and you're smiling, what do you, what do you <laughs> is, does that ring true for you? Uh, I've heard it before. You've heard that yeah. before? Uh -huh. You know what's so interesting about that? If she says to you, you know, that's weird, you should know what you're doing, the appropriate response is, if I've never had sex with you, how do I know how to please you? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> then now that person needs to, they may not know that woman that responds in that way. You should know what you're doing. She's had sex happen to her. She can't articulate to you what I like, what turns me on, what I don't like, because she's expecting you to know. Mm -hmm. And now just be on the receiving end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, the, and that goes back to that barrier we were talking about as far as what keeps men from being able to be intimate, right? That male burden of performance. You're supposed to come to the table knowing everything. All right. Well, honey, if nobody taught you how to blow somebody, how would he know what he's doing? He had to learn just like you. The only difference is the pressure is more on him and not on you. So how is that, how, how is that barrier broken? By having honest conversations okay. with your partners. Mm -hmm. Again, it goes back to you. If you don't feel comfortable asking a woman, being vulnerable, and in this sense, vulnerability meaning exposing, exposing yourself, exposing yourself in ways to let her know, I don't know these things. There's power in saying you don't know something yeah. because it removes the expectation of knowledge. I don't know. Please tell me. Rather than going in thinking you know, knowing you don't, and then having a bad experience right <laughs> right yeah, yeah. so again it starts with you when you're in tune with who you are then you're going to pick a partner that helps to helps you and you all both creating an environment where we can have these meaningful conversations absent of ego absent of shame shame is a big thing it goes back yeah. to how men see sex right mm -hmm. what were your early sexual development like what were what were your early sexual experience experiences like were you ever ridiculed behind your sexuality or sexual experience early on and do you carry that with you yeah and that was one of the things i was going to ask you about as far as like uh trauma and sexual behavior absolutely it does impact your sexual behavior especially if that trauma is sexually related mm -hmm. you know you said earlier that you know, as men, you are conditioned to believe that you need to have as many women as you can. I'm West Indian. I mean, my uncles are talking about how many girlfriends do you have? Like, 
it's a thing as a man to have multiple women, right? So we have to think about what these things mean for us. When you have the sexual trauma, if, if you are having sex with a lot of people, where does that come from? Were you a person, perfect example, I had a client, he didn't have a connection with his mom. Mm -hmm. And ever since he was like 12 years old, he had been on his own, homeless, everything, right? Never really was able to get this connection. As a teenager, he had multiple women, multiple women. And every woman that he was with sexually, he had these very intense sexual experiences with them. And they were so intense that these women, you know, were under the impression that the, there was a deep emotional connection in this. This sex meant something. Mm -hmm. And really what it was for him was that was his only way to connect to women. And that's interesting because like uh, when I was growing up, uh, me and my dad, we didn't have a close relationship. You know, my parents still married. He was in the house and everything. So we never had that sex talk. The, mm -hmm. the first time I had the quote-unquote sex talk was uh, with my mom, and I was uh, 15 years old, and okay. I was first, this was, uh, <laughs> this was when I was first dating in high school, okay. and the only thing she, I can remember this <laughs> like it was yesterday, we were sitting in the car driving down the street, and she told me, yeah, you just better not bring no babies in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ex I, I got that same one yeah. I mean that is the extent of it right mm -hmm. your mother didn't tell you when you have sex with a girl that means something right. to her your mother didn't tell you to be gentle your mother didn't tell you that it is going to change the dynamic of the relationship between you and that young lady yeah because uh like even with my relationship with my mom uh she's She's a Southern woman, so she's, you know, a little hard. You know, mm -hmm. And there wasn't a lot of affection there and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I remember a story in particular. Um, you mentioned porn before. And I remember, uh, I guess I was around 14 years old. And I was uh, watching porn or mm -hmm. whatever. And I heard her coming upstairs. So I turned the TV off and ran out the room. She found found out that I was watching the porn. Mm -hmm. And she came... She came and said to me, uh, she was like, you know, she, she yelled at me and was saying, you know, you shouldn't be watching this or whatever. I told your dad to get rid of this and all that other stuff. <laughs> Not I told your dad to get rid of this. <laughs> so, you know, that was, those was like the two instances of, okay. of any type of sex talk or anything in, in the household with me. And let's just pause that for a minute because this is a moment for you to realize the impact that that moment had. Mm -hmm. You were watching porn. You had questions. Right. No one asked you anything. They shamed you. Mm -hmm. They made you feel as if that was inappropriate. And you even being curious about it was inappropriate. Right. So now you carry that shame with you. Now, every time you look at porn, there's something in the back of your head that says, I shouldn't be doing this. Wow, that's, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. You know? That can lead into having a, you know, engaging in a sexual experience and thinking anything that's reminiscent what you saw in a porn because again pornography isn't real but it's an over dramatization true, true so even when you do find yourself doing these things it's you know quite possible that you could think like oh i don't know if i should be doing this mm -hmm. basically from the shame from 20 years ago right, that right. you experienced you know so again looking at and even with your mom what did sex mean to her right you know as black people 
like we talked about with your sexuality being used against you and all these things, you know, when your mother was coming up, an over-sexualized black man was a death sentence. Somebody looked at some white girl and got Emmett Tilled or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody, you know, raped a black woman because they thought they had ownership over her body and they were white. Like, so sexuality and sex was, you know, uh, something that was, was a paradox for people. Right. You, you know, you're supposed to enjoy it, but can I? Because it's been used as a tool. There's all of these things behind it. So understanding that perspective can also help you do the work. And when I say you, I mean people in general, but help you do the work in unpacking what's true for you mm-hmm. and what's based on a societal construct. Okay. Um, I remember listening to... Uh, this is why I wanted to have you on the show when uh, Ava sent me over the the episode you did on the uh, iced coffee confessions. And it was the one particular uh, topic that y'all was speaking about, and it was uh, the sexual self versus who you really are. Mm-hmm. And talk about that. Um, so sometimes we have these caricatures, caricatures of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It's our alter ego. It's who we wish we could be. And sometimes, you know, we move through the world and we are super confident in the world. Mm -hmm. And we are CEOs and we are all these things. And then it comes to sex. We don't speak up. We don't feel like we can take that same charge. And again, that comes back to being authentic, right? Which one is the true you? Right. Is it that gregarious person that's got a command of life on the outside? Or is this a shy, timid, um, you know, vulnerable person that you see manifesting itself in the bedroom? It goes back to what we were listening to in that clip about putting the armor on. Right. Right? So when you are in tune with yourself and you're living authentically, who you are in the world is who you are. It's who you are in the bedroom. It goes back to what we talked about before. The essence of who we are mm-hmm. is who we are. There's a saying, money doesn't change you. It just makes you more than of what you already are. Yeah. So when we start to do the work on ourselves and we become comfortable in being who we are, then that outside self is the same person that we bring to the bedroom. That same person who's excited and adventure in the world brings that same sense of excitement and adventure to their sexual experiences. Mm -hmm. Because a sex experience and a life experience are one in the same. It's just an experience. Yeah. So how how does a man figure out what is healthy and unhealthy intimacy to himself as well as in his relationship? doing the work that you're doing. What is a pleasant feeling and what is an unpleasant feeling? The thing that people have to understand is there's no such thing as normal. Mm -hmm. There's just stuff that a lot of people do and there's stuff that not a lot of people do. And we don't know what everybody does. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we don't know that information. So becoming comfortable has to do with what feels good to you. Sex is about two consensual, you know, having a consensual act. Two consenting adults engaging in consensual, I mean, consensual sexual activity. That's it. So if you like anal and you like to be prodded, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to be in a place where you're comfortable enough to tell your partner, you know what? I like anal play. And you need to be with a partner that says, okay, I, that either works for me or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be no shame involved. You know, funny story. So I was in a sex shop in L.A. I used to live in L.A. 
something that was out there. And I had the manager take me on a tour of the store. I wanted to see everything they had. I wanted to know how things worked, everything. We get to the male masturbators. You know what the male masturbators mm-hmm. are? Yes. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you're using your hand, you're missing out. <laughs> you are missing out. I was in shock. I was, I was feeling the things. It was crazy, but that's something for another day. But anyway, I'm saying this to say, the manager tells me all the men start out at the masturbators. And then they slowly make their way over to the anal section. <laughs> and these are straight men. They slowly make their way over to the anal section and they see all the prods and all the toys and everything. And a lot of times, it's not that straight men don't want these things or these behaviors or this type of stimulation. Mm -hmm. It is getting a willing partner to engage with you in it. I'm I'm sitting here laughing at Littles because we had this conversation on our our group podcast. Oh, okay. We was talking about, uh, you know, that, that aspect of uh sex and <laughs> how guys actually look at it and what guys actually do and stuff so yeah that, that's funny yeah. that you're bringing that up i'm just um i'm just sitting here uh trying to take in everything uh with the conversation because i i know that i'm going to listen to it several times and <laughs> just the fact of i just feel like i'm just trying to find a way to I know it's it's not on me to do. I know it's on the individual what they, you know how they how they grow and stuff and what path they take. But I'm just trying to figure out a way to to get other guys, particularly you know guys in my circle, so I can have some of these conversations with to to get away from just the the sex, the physical part of it, and kind of you know because you know I hear. Not, I'm not going to talk about their relationships on here, but I hear about their relationships, and mm-hmm. and I feel like you know some of these these the things that I'm experiencing through my spiritual journey and my healing process can mm-hmm. benefit them as well. But I don't, you know, how can I get them to kind of like see that? You know, well, this is why <laughs> this is why I came to talk to you because it you can't make somebody right. value something, mm-hmm. right? And I think that. All you can do is continue to try to have the conversations. There's something keeping these men from wanting to have this conversation. It's not like they're they're co- talking to a stranger, right? It's mm-hmm. or even another woman. They're talking to someone that they know, right. a guy. So if they don't even feel comfortable talking to you, maybe they would feel more comfortable talking to a stranger. I I don't know. Right. Um I mean, look how long it took for you to go to therapy. Definitely. And you're not even yeah. in sex therapy. Right. You're just in regular psychotherapy Mm -hmm. so it's not even completely focused on sex you guys will talk about sex as part of your treatment but at the end of the day that's not the focus and as we've had this conversation and we talked about how do men see sex and all these other things how you see it is going to determine how important it is for you and if you're telling me that the importance is the getting off then why would you invest any energy in any of this? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So it takes a certain type of man who sees himself in a certain way, who is ready to go down this different road. Because, I I mean, I can't imagine it being easier with all of the things around you. I can't imagine it being easier to live in this emotional lane versus the blissfully ignorant lane that you're already in. Mm -hmm. Because it makes 
again, goes back to self-awareness and then social awareness. You have to know what's going on. And now making yourself open to all of these things, you may not think that sex is important enough to be one of those things now. So I'm just going to do this the way I've been doing it. Nobody's complaining mm -hmm. because, you know, if no one says anything to you, you're going to just keep on going. Yeah, so you hear you hear uh, a lot of women in their in their relationships, you know, say they don't feel comfortable bringing certain things to their to their man or whatever. Mm -hmm. So give some tips for for the ladies, because I have a lot of mm -hmm. female listeners, uh, how they can engage in these type of conversations with their significant other. So a conversation is two people, mm -hmm. two or more people is a conversation. You can't just talk to yourself. So your partner has to be willing to have this right. conversation. You can't just talk at him. Mm -hmm. He has to be open enough to be able to sit down with you and have these conversations. And if he isn't, you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. What has he experienced that makes this difficult for him? Mm -hmm. Is he in pain talking about this? Right. Does he have the capacity to even have this conversation with me? Or, you know, the final straw, which is, did I pick a person that wasn't conducive to what I needed? Right, yeah. If you feel like, if you're in a relationship with someone and you feel like you can't talk to them about how you're feeling, your boundaries. I put this on my Instagram. You know, your relationship, if you're afraid to talk about your feelings, basically, your relationship wasn't as strong as you thought. Mm. Remember, relationships are choices. Yeah. You know, now people's choices, the choices that they make, if they make them under duress or if they make them with other things in mind, that's something else. But at the end of the day, a relationship, your, your desire to be attached, attached to another person, that's a choice. So you have to choose wisely. And if you, you know, as a woman, it can be very intimidating, but you also have to know what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be able to articulate your feelings in a way that they're clear for you so that can become clear to your partner but you have to respect yourself as well we know who we're with women know who they're with mm -hmm. and sometimes i think that it becomes difficult to confront that person because you have to confront who you are mm -hmm. you have to confront why you've why you allowed yourself to be yeah. here you know like yeah. and men have to do that thing too yeah. why did i choose her because it's a choice mm -hmm. you have to make the vocabulary reflective just like, you know, when you said what bars men from connection. Right. One of the things that bars them is language. During this podcast, this exchange, and I've just noticed something. And I notice this a lot when I'm talking to men. Men use the term female. They don't use the term woman or women. Yeah, that's, yeah I've heard that before. They say female. Yeah. Women don't say that. Women say guys, dudes, niggas. They don't say males. Mm -hmm. And by men choosing to use the biological term you in a way are just reducing women to their sex a female mm. and you treat them like an animal this is a female these females no one says female with affection no man is like you know these females are so great these females are making <laughs> me dinner no they're like these females out here hoeing these females don't know what they i mean it's a very aggressive way of speaking about a woman and you may be speaking about women you don't even know yeah, but true. they're constantly you know men reduce women in so many ways subconsciously and consciously that and, and i kind of we're having a full circle moment because i'm realizing it is this as well if you're reducing us this much 
why would you seek intimacy in sex? You've reduced us to our vaginas. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You remember that, Lutus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it again, it starts with you and your journey. Mm-hmm. If you see a woman as something to be loved, cherished, remember the essence of man is presence. Being present. Being strength. You know, you have to think about your essence as a man and what it's been distorted into, right? right? Leadership as a man has been distorted by society as control. You know? Authority, know everything. It's one of these things where you just have to take a few steps back and be able to be in a place where you can clear out the noise and really be honest with yourself as as a man. I, I, I hear all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, you know, it's, 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 I can't imagine how difficult it must be as a man. You know, so many things that are, you know, associated with emotional release, self-care is associated with women. Mm-hmm. And nothing is really said about how men engage in self-care. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that men can engage in self-care is one is, a way that you guys don't, which is conversing. Yeah, and that's that's something I talked about on my last episode about, you know, how a lot of times uh, as men, our self-care is diminished. So we, uh, I based the episode off of a, a meme that I saw, and it was talking about how men's uh, self-care is based on women. Mm. So, you know... Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. But um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yeah. So what's the benefits of sex therapy for a man individually and for his relationship? So sex therapy is psychotherapy, talk therapy that focuses on sex, sexuality, and issues and challenges around that. Mm-hmm. So it's really, again... It starts with you. You do the work first on yourself, right? And then a lot of times, a lot of the sexual dysfunction that's not physiological is due to unresolved issues within the self. Mm -hmm. So it's talking. It's talking. It's processing. It's, It's asking questions. Therapy, as you know, is the only time where you can go talk to somebody that's not gonna shame you. Right. They're not gonna tell your business. You don't have to worry about them telling anybody. You don't have to worry about them making you feel bad. And you get to talk about you, mm-hmm. what matters and is important to you. As a man, no one's asking you what you think right. throughout the day. Nobody cares. So you get to go somewhere once a week, once every two weeks. I'm definitely not a, I'm a fan of weekly or biweekly therapy mm-hmm. and then monthly for maintenance. But I really think you need to get in and do the work and be consistent with it. So if you're going to somebody weekly or biweekly, and expressing yourself and processing your emotions, there's benefit to that because you're not carrying it walking around. Having a heart attack, you know that firsthand. (laughs) You become a more centered person by knowing who you are. You know what you'll tolerate, which won't tolerate. You know what feels good, you know what doesn't feel good. And more importantly, you begin to understand that it's a journey. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because uh, I was at, I went to therapy uh, Tuesday past this past Tuesday and me and my therapist we were discussing well she was uh she was thanking me for the fact that I was actually you know uh taking the suggestions that she was laying out for like the work that 
uh, she would task me with, uh, you know, certain books to pick up and stuff like that. And she said that that just makes her job even more easier. And, oh, yeah. you know, it, when you and I was I was telling somebody this, you know, you just have when you go to therapy, you have to be open to receiving the things that's, that's yes, in there. You do. And you have to be open to allowing yourself to feel the feelings yeah. and the thoughts that mm-hmm. come in, because a lot of times therapists aren't going to tell you anything. They're just going to ask you exactly. a bunch of questions and ask you things like, so how does that sit with you? Yeah. Is that productive? Is that putting you closer to what you say that you want? Like all of those provocative things to get you to a place where you come to these things on your own. And now the onus is on you to whether or not you are going to take steps in that direction to make it more productive for you. Yeah, I always joke about, you know, how uh, when I first started uh, with my current therapist and she would always ask me what I'm feeling, and I would answer her, and she would be like, no, Derek, that's what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. What are you feeling? What are you feeling? And I'm just sitting in that chair getting anxious and feeling stumped because I'm like, I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, a, you know, again, trying to get you to get out of your head yeah. and to connect with the visceral. Right, right. Connect with mm-hmm. what is real and now, mm-hmm. not what you think I want to hear. And that happens in sex. As a man, you're so focused on the goal, that ejaculation. There's so much attached to it. Release, satisfaction, you know, bravado, you know, this woman thinking the world of me or what have you. And you forget that once that ejaculation comes, it's over. Right. So now what was that, 10 minutes? It's over. So now if you remove the idea of a goal, you're in the moment. When you're penetrating, you're not thinking about the next penetration. When the whole idea of what this experience is supposed to be is just pleasure, now we're not worried about somebody who came or didn't come or anything like that because that wasn't the goal. If you think of it this way, every time you ejaculate, you release energy. There's Mm -hmm. so much, you know, minerals and vitamins and amino acids and all these things in semen. Those are healthy things. You're just squirting all away. Where orgasm is the feeling. So you can have the euphoric feeling and channel that energy back up into you as opposed to letting it out. Right, right. So again, you have to be in a place where you can think on an elevated level about your sexuality and about what sex is for and what purpose does intimacy serve. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a relationship, Sex is important. Right. You know, you have people who don't have sex until the wedding night, and then they have sex, and it's whack, and then now we've opened a whole bunch of problems. Or you have people who had sex the whole time, and now they're bored, or all these other things, and now we want to break up, or we want to treat, or we want to try something new, all of these things. So you have to get to a place where it's beyond just the ejaculation, because that's bored. That's mm-hmm. old. You know, you got to get to a place where sex becomes almost like a meditation. Mm. I'm in this space, I'm with this person, yeah. and nothing else matters. You putting it that way, yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Sex should be energizing. Yeah. So would you say um, intimacy is more important than sex? Absolutely, okay. because dicks go limp and pussies dry up. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you're going to be 80-something years old, and it may not work like it used to. Mm -hmm. Does that diminish your desire to be connected to the person in your life? No. 
you can still hold hands. You can still share intimate experiences with each other, how you're feeling. You know, through each phase of life, things are happening to us. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like having a person that you can talk to or be your most true authentic self with. And that has nothing to do with sex. Yeah. So I'm going to let this be my last question. Um, what, what would you say is non-physical what what are some what are some examples of non-physical intimacy for for men to get an idea of yeah talking being just being you know sometimes when you're in a relationship people tend to get away from each other i was having this conversation with my mother it's so funny i was talking to her about this today and she was saying that being together can take effort, mm -hmm. you know? When you, she was talking about the house that, that we lived in, my parents are um, divorced. Mm -hmm. um, and she was talking about, you know, the house that we all lived in, how big it was and how she could be in the bedroom upstairs or my dad could be in the living room mm -hmm. and they wouldn't see each other or right, what have you, right. you know, and you had to make an effort. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, what I find interesting is we both, you both ate food Right. As a couple, if you live together, you both eat food. And where is food? In the kitchen. Hey. You both take showers where you take them in the bedroom. When you get dressed, your closets are in the same space. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about it's hard to stay connected or are we talking about the effort people put into staying apart? Because if I'm cooking dinner for us and this dinner is meant to nourish your body, I'm doing it out of love. What's preventing you from sitting in the kitchen with me? I've heard people say, because I don't like what she's watching on the TV. So you're telling me that someone who is performing an act of love for you, cooking for you, being there for you, you're going to let a television program stand in the way of you showing appreciation by being there. Mm. That's deep. <laughs> a program. Yeah. So when we talk about how men can show intimacy or be intimacy again, presence you see how everything comes back to this one general thing it's not super complicated we've allowed society to make it seem that it is as a man when you talk to women what do they say i want you to listen yeah. you're not listening <laughs> you're never around spend time with me mm -hmm. all of that has to do with being present. Yeah, being present and when you choose to be in relationships with women you have to ask yourself why am i being in this relationship because here's the crazy thing that i don't understand we together but you don't want to be around me. Yeah. <laughs> you chose me. I chose you. Mm -hmm. How did we get here? So, again, what does a relationship mean to you? What does that look like? It means different things to different people. You'll have some couples that don't mind being apart. Right. But that is something that they've both decided. It's exactly. not, you know, by default or, you know, at the duress of someone else. It is, this is our relationship. It works for us. And then you have some people, you know, again, intimacy, doing things together. Mm -hmm. Do things, to being together. As a man, just listen and be there. Yeah. Listen and be there. Be there. I know that's hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at you and I know you're getting it, but uh -huh. it is difficult. I've heard men say things like, she needs to talk to her girlfriends about that. Yeah. Okay. So, Okay. She needs to talk to her girlfriends about that. Why? Because I don't want to hear all that about her friends. Okay, well, her friends are who she's spending her time with. 
So, I mean, you don't take an interest in who she's spending her time with. Now, she's telling her girlfriends all of these things. Things are happening. You don't know. And now you feel not connected. Right, right, right. So, again, this is supposed to be, what is a relationship for you? Is it a friend? And if it is a friend, friends tell each other things. Okay, I saw a meme that had like Shannon Sharp on it, and it was like Shannon Sharp was doing this, and it goes, "When you have a man that's in, that's into the tea as much as you are, <laughs> and he's not into the tea, he's into you telling it to him." Right. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on these things? All this stuff is. This is a, a learning experience. Like I told you, you you remind me of my therapist, so I feel like I'm in a full blown therapy session, <laughs> and it's giving me an idea of of a, a episode that I can have with my therapist. Actually, have like an in session therapy, you know, in in session therapy session with my therapist and making an episode because okay. you know just to so you know get guys particularly you know the guys that i'm around and stuff can see that you know therapy is okay it's okay to do it is okay i just wish more people especially men Mm -hmm. knew that therapy was okay because you have to release that stuff yeah and i and i tell some of them i'll be like hey you already paying insurance so you might as well go okay (laughs) you know and if and some therapists you know it's fee for service but again if you want to spend you know two hundred dollars on some shoes Mm -hmm. Or a hundred dollar bar tab. Why not go somewhere where you could spend that same amount of money on doing something that's gonna ease yourself? Yeah. Because you're all y'all are feeling pain. Mm-hmm. It's not like those J's are gonna make the pain go away. Mm-hmm. We still feel the pain. So go somewhere where you can release that and start to heal from that. Yeah, because uh, mental health is a relationship with yourself, so it's it's definitely important. So. I'll go ahead and end the episode here. We, we've had a great conversation. And you can go ahead and give everybody your information. You know, everybody, you know, give your Instagram information, your website and stuff. Okay. So, so I'm horrible <laughs> Instagram, okay? Like, that's something that I have to work on. I have an Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, it is Sundara Intimacy. Um, that's it. At Sundara Intimacy. Okay. At Instagram. That's my Facebook. My website is www.sundarintimacy.com mm-hmm. um, my other website for my life coaching is courtney c-o-u-r-t-n-e-y r hall h-a-l-l dot com okay um, yeah and I'll put all this information up on the uh, Apple Podcast and Google Play so people can find you oh thanks uh, so yeah we're going to end this episode here and I think it was a great episode. I'm like, I do too. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to listen to it. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to and I really do appreciate you having me on. Um, these are very powerful things. Yes, and definitely. it feels good to be able to reach a large group of people mm-hmm. and maybe it'll spark something in your exactly. listeners that if they were ever curious or wondering why things aren't going the way they want them to mm-hmm. go in this regard, the one thing at, at a basic minimum that I hope everyone gets is Look to self. Right. What's going on with you? Right. So, so thank you for having I, me. I thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely thank you because <laughs> I didn't know what to expect from this episode. I knew it would be a, a good conversation, but this was it. It was beyond what I thought. So yeah. Thank you so much. To all the listeners, uh, thank you again, and remember to. Download, listen, and delete.
download, listen, and delete. And this episode will be episode four. And of course, I didn't start off the episode with uh, some music as I normally do, but I will end it here. So thank you again for listening. This is A Taste to Consider podcast. I am Derek Silver. Thank you. Time and place for everything. Been thinking about you all right now. It's about that time. Look how you see like when you talk to him. I mean, you're saying something. Seeing is believing. Oh, she plays something like something. She kissing on me, biting on my bottom lip. In the gallery, all I get is buy me this. Conversations on the phone until the break of dawn. Combination to a home, I gotta make a moan. Mean hustle got me chasing all this fast money. Balenciaga sneakers, now she touching cash money. So sexy in the mall, black Giuseppe Hills. 50 stacks in a bag, so she know it's real. Top off the Ferrari, now we thugged out. Smoking on that Cali, bumping Tupac. It's me against the world, now what's your phone number? Jumping in that range, rolling and I'm coming over. Been thinking Still can't get my mind off your body. I'm daydreaming about how you turn me Time you let me Nobody compares to your body I think I wanna put a ring on it I think I wanna tell her name on me I had a lot of sexy women But this is not the same for me Bounce, loving how she always make it bounce Rose petals on the bed, I walk in unannounced I love it when she speak a different language I touch her in so many different angles Born stunner, and my baby so stunning Born her, but she find him so funny I'm getting money, living like the most wanted She all I ever needed, now I can sing it Champagne for my dime piece In the sheets, you know I flip her like a nine piece In the streets, you know I'm eating like a lion feast Licking, licking, trying to tickle all the finer things Keys to the crib, keep it trill, time to handle biz Big dreamer, new beamer, just the realest Cover of the source, owner of the Porsche Killing all haters, showing no remorse Knocking at the door, she recognized the voice I'm not the mother boy, she know I shine the most She modeling a lot, I know she on the go Another bottle of rock, baby, let's have a toast Been thinking about you Still can't get my mind off your body 
time.